Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. And this week we are talking some true crime. But oh. before we do, <laughs> how the fuck are we, my dude? Uh, good. Good? Yeah. Sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, nothing too crazy to report. No, we're recording at my parents' house, which is a little strange. At least we're not doing anything in the bedroom like the last time. <laughs> the last time we were here. I'm watching uh, my parents' house while they are out of town. Um, we are also recording this a little bit in advance because uh, for us, next week is my surgery. So mm-hmm. it's the past this past week for you guys? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so I feel like I'm doing good. The, I feel it's like going to get worse and then it's going to get better. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. I'm, Sierra's hitting my fucking microphone. That's going to make it worse. Is it falling? Yeah. After our technical difficulties there for one second, um, I feel like we're okay now. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Anyway, other than that, I feel like we're okay. Like you said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like there's anything else I need to say at the moment. There's nothing that's popping into my head, but I mean, it's usually how that works, right? Yeah, because... We usually think of something later, and so um, for right now, it's probably okay. Yeah, okay. I feel like I'm spacey. I've taken some pain medicine, um, so we shall see how this goes, y'all. Okay, so anything for you to say? Anything else for you to add? Nothing? Uh, I don't know. No? Okay. On to the case, then. Uh, this week, we are talking about Herb Mullen, and this dude is a lot. He, like, I, I don't even know. I can't even... Like, what's the... I don't even know the words I want to put together. That's how much this dude is, like, fucking sick, man. Hmm. Um, so, he was born on April 18th, 1947 in Salinas, California, but grew up in Santa Cruz. His father was a World War II veteran and was, like, super fucking strict mm-hmm. and often, like, spoke about his, like, service. Mm-hmm. Um, he also described the home as oppressively religious. Herb did? Mm. Or the dad did. Herb? Is that what you just called him? <laughs> Isn't that what you said his name was? Herb. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what? Herb. 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 Herb described it as oppressively religious. Yes. Okay. Um, so Mullins had like numerous friends at school and was, get this, voted most likely to succeed by his classmates, which... I mean, success is a matter of opinion. (laughs) So shortly after graduating from San Lorenzo Valley High School, one of his best friends was killed in a car accident. Hmm. And this pretty much like devastated Herb, like... (laughs) Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you laugh about that, but it's oh just funny. Oh my god. Um, okay, so um, like it, like it, sh- it shook him. Yeah. Uh, he built a shrine to his dead friend. His mm. uh, his friend's name was Dean Richardson, um, in his bedroom, 
not in Dean's bedroom, in Herb's bedroom. Okay. Um, and began to obsess about, like, reincarnation, religion, impending natural disasters, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, the normal yeah. stuff. So drugs became a really big part of uh, Mullen's life, and mm-hmm. his deteriorating mental state was coaxed along by huge doses of acid. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Herb, this is not what your friend would have wanted for you. So his behavior frightened his family and friends, and he mm-hmm. was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic and was institutionalized on and off throughout the remainder of, like, his time as, like, a free man. Okay. Um, nothing really seemed to help, though, even, mm-hmm. like, with the institutionalization. Uh, he still complained of hearing voices. Um, he would adopt different personas as well, mm-hmm. um, like, reinventing himself alternatively uh, as, like, like different personalities. I feel like there's another word I wanted to use, but I can't think of it at the moment. Okay. So he was a yoga disciple, um, an amateur boxer, a hippie, and a sombrero-wearing uh, Mexican. And that is not my words. That is his own words. So the fads, however, never lasted long before he began his like odd search for the newest road to what he would call his peace of mind. Mm-hmm. According to reports, Mullen reportedly, no, I'm sorry, According to reports, Mullen repeatedly put cigarettes out on his own skin mm-hmm. and was evicted from his apartment for pounding on the floors and shouting at people who weren't there. He even attempted to join the priesthood. So this dude was like all over the lost. place. Yeah, yeah. So um, this was before they like had a a set diagnosis for his schizophrenia Mm -hmm. um but after it just kind of like amplified things he was still doing lsd and um using a lot of anti uh how do you say that amphetamines amphetamines thank you using a lot of amphetamines Mm -hmm. and while he was in the hospital no or just like in between in between yeah yeah So, in February 1969, Mullen went into a mental institution for six weeks. By this time, he had been completely fucked up by LSD and pot. He had been hearing voices and had shaved his head and even burnt his penis with a cigarette because of the voices. Mm. Uh, He was put back in the institution where he started writing heaps of letters to complete strangers. He signed the letters as, quote, a human sacrifice, Herb Mullen. That's so sad. It really is. Um, In June 1970, Mullen went on holiday to Hawaii. He was committed once again. Uh, Back in Santa Cruz, Mullen's... uh, What's the word you just told me? Inconsistent. Thank you. Inconsistent behavior had attracted the police attention, Mm -hmm. and he had ended up moving away from San Francisco. He moved around a lot over the next 15 months until the voices began telling him that he must kill. He moved back home in September 1972. So on October 13th, 1972, near his hometown of Felton, California, mm-hmm. in, uh, he was 25 at this time, uh-huh. living with his parents. It, this is um, the, around the time where the voices were telling him that an earthquake was imminent and that he could stop it by offering up human sacrifices. Also, guys, if you guys hear snoring here in, like, five seconds, it's my parents' dog, Piper. 
she snores and it's it's kind of adorable but it's also like how are you snoring right now <laughs> yeah so um we're, sierra's not falling asleep on me this time uh-huh, it's not me <laughs> <laughs> it is piper um so anyway human sacrifices mm-hmm. to stop a terrible earthquake yeah Mullen believed the Vietnam War had produced enough American deaths to stall the earthquake, but mm-hmm. with the war winding down, he would need to kill to keep it at bay. Mm-hmm. His first murder was committed on October 13, 1972. Mullen was driving... He got right on that. I know. Wow. Uh, yeah, so Mullen was driving home when he spotted a 55-year-old homeless man named Lawrence White hitchhiking. Mullen pulled over and popped the hood of his car, pretending to have vehicle troubles. So he convinced Lawrence to help him look at the engine. Mm. He then beat the homeless man to death using a baseball bat and drove off. The body was not discovered until the next day. So he just killed him, just left him there. Yeah. Later, Mullen claimed this victim was actually Jonah from the Bible and said that he had been sent a telepathic message that told him, quote, pick me up and throw me over the boat. Kill me so that others will be saved. I don't think they had baseball bats in the time of Noah. They had sticks. (laughs) I mean... Everything was an illusion for this guy, right? So oh, speaking of Jonah. Okay, so yesterday we were out to eat, um, my parents and I, mm-hmm. and y'all, we're disturbing Piper. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we were out to eat last night, and um, I don't know what we were doing, but Bill was like, uh, you'll go to hell for that. And I was like, I'm already going. And my mom fucking lost it like her whole face turned red she was laughing so hard I thought she was going to cry and Bill goes why would you say that I was like I'm driving the goddamn bus why else wouldn't I be going oh my goodness. <laughs> and uh they were just not pleased my mom didn't really care but Bill was just like Emily <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man even if it's true you shouldn't like say it out loud <laughs> that was bill's thinking <laughs> and it just makes me laugh so hard um i just love worrying my parents it's the best it brings me joy sierra okay <laughs> not really my type of fun not your fun no <laughs> that's like me telling my dad the other day that i was going to become a sugar baby just like messing with them. I do. Oh, man. Mostly because when they tell me I can't. You're like, watch me. <laughs> I'm a full-grown woman. I dare you. Anyway, so enough about me going to hell, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, who cares at this point? So mm-hmm. Emily does not care. People do. <laughs> People do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. His next victim was 24-year-old college student named Mary Gilfoyle. Gilfoyle. We're going to go with that. Mm -hmm. Sounds right. All right. Mary Gilfoyle. She had been running late for an interview on October 24th, 1972. So not even, like, what was that? Twelve days. Yeah. Um, Not even a full week, two weeks later, uh, and decided to hitchhike. Mullen picked her up, stabbed her to death, and then dissected her body and scattered the remains along the road. Hmm. Yeah. 
Now, on November 2nd, 1972, Mullen went to confess his sins at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Los Gatos, California? Sure. Okay. Um, There he met 64-year-old priest Father Henry Tomei. Not the father. mm, And believed the priest wanted to volunteer to be his next sacrifice. Mm. Mullen beat, kicked, and then stabbed Father Henry in the heart. He ran away through... um, he ran away, though he was seen by witnesses. So, because this was also, do- like, broad fucking daylight. Oh, yeah. Uh, the witness described to police a tall young man dressed in dark clothing with black boots. This proved to be not very helpful because, mm-hmm. like, that's a very vague fucking... Right, like, that could yes. be anybody and nobody. That could be me. That's literally what I wear. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... So, police assumed the murder was committed by a burglar, even though nothing was stolen. All right, so here's the real kicker. You ready? Yes. Um, Soon after this murder, Mm -hmm. he decided he was going to join the U.S. Marines. Mm -hmm. And he passed both the physical and psychiatric test. Whoops. Mm Mm-hmm. He was denied entry when it... That doesn't even seem possible. No. So, he was denied entry when it was discovered a, that he had a number of minor arrests on his record due to his bizarre and disruptive behavior. Mm-hmm. Rejection only fueled his paranoia, which, obviously. It's against him. Yeah. Um, by January of 1973, he had stopped using drugs and started blaming them for all of his problems. I mean, yeah. Super healthy thinking. Um, so, he purchased several guns. And set off to kill his old high school friend who sold him marijuana. 25-year-old Jim Mm. Gianera. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. On January 25th, 1973, he went to Jim's house, a cabin near Mystery Spot. The house, however, was now owned by 29-year-old Kathy Francis. Kathy happened to be a friend of Jim's, so she gave Mullen the correct address to where to find him. Aww. Yeah. I bet she feels terrible. Um, Mullen then drove to Jim's house and shot both Jim and his 21-year-old wife, Joan, in the head. Mm. Um, and repeatedly stabbed their bodies. After they were already dead. After they were already shot. I don't know if they were dead, but they were definitely shot in the oh, fucking okay, head. yeah. So... Realizing he couldn't leave witnesses, Mullen then drove back to Kathy's house where he murdered her and her two children, aged nine and four. Mm -hmm. This murder would be what later eliminated him from his plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. Mm. Because. Yeah, it's conscious conscious choice to go back. Yeah, so his next four kills happened on February 10th, 1973. Hey, that's two days after my mom's birthday. He I was, bet she's excited about that. <laughs> she doesn't listen anymore. <laughs> None of my parents listen. Um, your mom randomly listens mm-hmm. now, which makes me a little nervous because I was literally just talking about how I'm going to hell. So, all jokes, y'all. I mean, she just only Sierra's with, mom. She just come up with a plan <laughs> for me to go to hell or not to go to hell. I mean. See how she's feeling that day? Just a plan. <laughs> okay. It's still a choice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. 
Okay. Anyway, so February 10th, uh-huh. he was walking in Henry Cowell Redwood State Park when he came across four teenage boys camping illegally. Mullen pretended to be a park ranger and ordered them to leave, claiming that they were polluting the forest. The boys, 18-year-old David Olicker, 18-year-old Robert Spector, 19-year-old Brian Card, and 15-year-old Mark... Fuck, Mark. 15-year-old Mark Drebeas refused to leave because, like, obviously he doesn't look like a freaking park ranger. Yeah. Um, their bodies weren't discovered until the next week after Mullen had been caught. So he was caught on February 13th, 1973. He, so he killed all of them? He killed all of them. Like, they couldn't overpower him at just one person? They killed all of them. He killed all of them. Huh. He was caught on February 13th. Okay. 1973. Mm-hmm. Minutes after committing his last murder, <laughs> he drove past a 72-year-old retired fisherman. Fuck, I got it, y'all. Yay. Okay, Sierra <laughs> cut this out, but it took me like six tries to no, say 72. There's no way it took me less than uh, four. Okay. I didn't cut it out. Oh, you cut it out. No, I didn't. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, a re- retired fisherman named Fred Perez, who was weeding his lawn at the time. For unknown reasons, Mullen made a U-turn. It's oh, I, I thought you were... Weeding his yawn. No. <laughs> this is why I should not take these pills before we record. <laughs> I don't know why he was weeding the lawn, but... <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, U-turn. He did a U-turn. He did a U-turn. Um, stopped, mm-hmm. and then shot Perez in the head and drove off. It was broad daylight, and there were several witnesses, one of which memorized Mullen's license plate, which, good for fucking you. Got darn time. Uh, really, though, and gave the number to police. He was arrested without resisting at an intersection. He confessed to the crimes and claimed voices told him he had to prevent an earthquake. Oddly enough, a 5.8 magnitude earthquake struck Southern California just eight days after his arrest, causing an estimated $1 million in damages. His trial, which is like one fucking house in California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> His trial began on August 19th, 1973, where he was charged with two counts of first-degree murder and eight counts of second-degree murder. He was sentenced to life imprisonment and sent to Mule Creek State Prison, where he has been denied parole ten times since 1980. The most recent time he has been up for parole was this past March, which was denied. Um, and I just need to read you off of his website because this motherfucker has a website. So this whole, like, this whole next section, um, like, this whole ending part is from his, his website, okay? Okay. Um, at the time, this starting now. At the time, he would have served just over 48 years in the California Department of Corrections. He has served his time with not one serious disciplinary report, having worked consistently for the entirety of his incarceration. Having been deemed free of mental illness since 1983, he has taken just about every life skill and rehabilitative program or class available to him in his time. Herbert needs your support. Please consider contacting the Parole Consideration Board to provide a character reference. Herbert is a kind, understanding, creative, generous, and all-around good, all caps, good person. He deserves a fair chance. 
And that is the how? case of Herbert Mullen and how he's a fucking piece of shit. How can you provide a character reference for someone you don't know? But that's... Ugh, I don't know. I, it just... That really fucking bugs me that they're like, he's a good person. It doesn't say he's sorry for his crimes that he committed. It, like, fucking take responsibility for your shit. We know that at least the um, one where he murdered his friend was premeditated. And the one where he went back. That's what... Yeah, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's friend. So, it's very interesting, like, what the voices decide to tell people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's so random. Yeah. Like, where did they come up with... Like, how did the voices that come up with those things... Oh, like, like actual it, people with schizophrenia? Yeah. Like, yeah. How did the... Well, how does their mind decide that that's what it's going to tell them? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's very interesting. Like, is it something they heard once and it just gets stuck in there? Mm, yeah, um, yeah, with, like, or, Tourette's, how they hear a certain word and they repeat it. Or, you know, like, is it... Does it just come... I don't know. They Like, how does that even happen? How does that work? Yeah. Because that's so random. I mean, I guess it's not quite as random because it's California, so they hear about earthquakes a lot. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably not as big of a weird thing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to here, like, well, we don't really have that many earthquakes. Yeah, no. So it wouldn't be something that somebody would be like, I have to prevent an earthquake. It would be more like, I have to prevent a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, it's wild to me. The whole thing is just really crazy. Um, just how how people's minds can create those kind of situations and make you believe it to that extent. It's just very interesting. And to justify something that you know is wrong. Yes, yeah. With something else. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's really crazy. Yeah. Plus the drugs. Drugs do do play a, f- a factor into that, yeah. Mm. I would say so. Yeah. This is why you don't do drugs, kids. Well, you do drugs just safely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is that really possible? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we're not giving out legal advice here, so... No, no definitely not. <laughs> that's, for legal reasons, Never. that was a joke. Oh, man. All, all right, guys. Well, plug all the things, Sierra. Oh, man. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Go. All right, guys. You know where to find us. They okay. don't. This is what if this is their first time listening? <laughs> Welcome. The existential crisis look on Sierra's face just now. If it's your first time, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the crazy. And um, just know that you can find us <laughs> on Facebook. Why and would you Instagram. want to at this point? <laughs> Because maybe they're fascinated by the way, the crazy way our minds work. Okay. And just want to know, or maybe they have a crazy mind and just want to feel, like, at home. Okay? <laughs> All right. Don't judge a person you don't know. Um, anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> Facebook and Instagram is where we are. Um, Paranorm Podcast. Or you can find us on our website, paranormalpodcast.com. Um on all the places is where we put the pictures from each case. Um, on the blog slash website, we have all of our sources. Um, there's some 
important life resources on there as well uh, that you guys can check out. It doesn't have anything to do with us. We just provide them for you. Um, you can send us a message on there. Uh, this little contact us little thing and we'll try to get back to you as long as it's not spam. And <laughs> Which I'm so tired of cleaning out of our email. It's not even funny. So the other day I realized that um, I think somehow I got signed out of the email. Oh. And like it hasn't updated since like I want to say it was either says maybe like January. Oh my god are you freaking and kidding me? And so, like, it just says seven unread emails, and it's the same emails all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just, I didn't realize that it hadn't been updating until just, like, the other week. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we don't get any emails. Or, like, you <laughs> get so many emails. You, got, you just, like, keep cleaning it out before I can see it. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, oh, this is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw, like, the little notification at the bottom that said I hadn't been signed into it. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm the one that deals with our emails and our social media. Like, I always would, like, go in and be like, oh, is there anything? I- oh, no. Okay. <laughs> like, to try to, like, delete stuff, but in the... Nothing? No. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Anyways, you can Fun send time. us an email at pernonpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, apparently Emily will be the only one to read it, but <laughs> I'm going to try to get that fixed. <laughs> Um, and if you want to support us um, through Patreon, we do would, it. We would so appreciate that. We would appreciate it for yeah. sure. Yeah, there's like a couple Piper stretching, so she would appreciate it. Like, yeah, go get it. Mags is dead to the fucking world at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, she decided it would be a really comfortable position to sit directly behind Sierra on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um. <laughs> So, Patreon, yeah. we have so many cool things on there for you guys. Go check it out. We are Paranorm Podcast on there, as of, as with everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't do monetary donations, I get you, girl. I'm also broke. So, the yeah. best way that you can support us is share with your friends, your family, maybe maybe not your conservative uncle, but, like, <laughs> who knows? Scare them a little bit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we hope you have a good week. We'll be back next week. Um, for you guys. Uh, Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks so much. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.